The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this month's Patreon-exclusive episode of Red Leg Nation Radio. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me this month, once again, I'm back on the podcast, my buddy and one of the authors of the fantastic book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Cincinnati Reds, it's Chris Garber. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great, Chad. I did not watch the Reds game today. Uh, so, basically, you're a winner. <laughs> I'm ahead. <laughs> you're ahead. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to talk about the current day Reds, but, but I did note that after today's uh, sweep at the hands of the Pirates, the Reds, if they go, let's see, I had it pulled up here. They have to go 21-12 and 12 to finish 500, but if they go 12-21, and 21, the flip side of that, they finish with 90 losses for the fifth consecutive season. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah I, I wish I hadn't mentioned that, and uh, yeah, we try to have a special topic, something to talk about on these uh, Patreon-exclusive episodes, and uh, this month we've decided that the topic is going to be, and I'm very excited about this, high school football. Are you ready, J- uh, Jason? Are you ready, Chris? <laughs> yeah. I've been out scouting. <laughs> All right. High school football. It's that time of year, you know. I uh, My uh, my boys started their uh, peewee flag football season this afternoon, and uh Thankfully, many of the uh, parents and coaches are just as into it as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we had a there was a it made it on Sports Center. It was all over the place last year. There was an incident with youth football coaches fighting each other on the field in the you know handshake line after the game. That was that was from here. That was my oh. that was my county. Yeah. Nice, yeah, Virginia. Now, what we really wanted to talk about this month was obscure former Reds. There are some obscure former Reds, right? Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. It seems like this is something we always come back to wherever we're talking about Twitter, Relic Nation, just uh, on here. You know, Lisa Alberto Bonilla gets mentioned uh, occasionally. You know, it's obscure former Reds, and I like to pick out guys every year. Some guy comes up and gets a few at-bats, and I'm always like, you know, in five years I'm going to be looking back at the baseball reference page for this team. I'm not going to remember this guy. There's so many of them, but uh, I don't know. That's, there are some fond memories of those guys too, right? I think five of those guys pitched for the Reds yesterday. I think so. I mean, really, it's uh, – uh, yeah, let's look at this this year's uh, current roster, I guess. Or there's people that have played for this year's team. I wanted to go back to our when we started being Reds fans. But look at these teams and which guys are going to be obscure former Reds in five years. I mean, uh, uh, well, I mean Ryan Lavarnway is the is I think the number one candidate there, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, gosh, I'm looking up through here. I don't know that we'll remember Matt Bowman, frankly. Um, maybe, maybe he'll establish himself. Um, Juan Gratterall, remember him? <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, he was a catcher. Yeah, yeah, you know. My uh, my, ki- my kid almost got his autograph at a AAA game this year, so I do remember him. That is the perfect Juan Gratterall anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> he almost, <laughs> almost nabbed that uh, valuable Juan Gratterall yeah. signature. So, yeah, in five years we're going to be like, what? I don't remember that five games that he played for the Reds. Yeah, I, I may remember it as like the catcher apocalypse when the, every yeah. possible catcher they had got hurt in one week. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Brian O'Grady's had a great year in AAA, but he stands a pretty good chance of being in one of these obscure yeah. former Reds in future years. Yep, I think so. Yeah, so. Um, RJ Alanis. <laughs> yeah, I still, I'm still not quite sure he actually exists. <laughs> I mean, I know he's been on the mound twice, but I still... He's... He does feel like one of those guys in the video game that just kind of fills out the roster. <laughs> yeah, he's a fake name on the AAA roster you had to bring up. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, one the way I wanted to sort of frame this a little bit was I did want to go back because these obscure former Reds, and we all know my Wayne Krenchicki story, but who you know he had a, actually a decent little career for the Reds. He played for a, a few years there, but these obscure names are sometimes part of the fun of following the Reds. And is there one guy in the history of? Uh, of Reds baseball that you can think of that is kind of you're favorable towards one obscure guy that you think of when, when the word obscure former Reds comes up. Oh boy, that's tough. I mean, so I remember, uh, 
I remember Alan Nicely with a lot of fondness. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was back, you know, I was, I vaguely remember the 1979 Reds. Like, I, I remember them being, I was six. I remember there being playoffs and then being out of playoffs. And then I, I kind of remember the 1981 season. I remember the strike and I remember the, the banner of, you know, best record in baseball. But my real formative memories of the Reds are 82, 83, 84, which is kind of like the, well, until recently, the worst time. Yeah. You know, and uh, peak obscure former Reds uh, era. Yeah. Oh, just I mean, just a lot of terrible decisions and, and a lot of bad baseball. But and I don't I this clearly can't be true because I'm looking at his stats. But I remember Alan Nicely being kind of a uh, a light, you know, a, a faint light of hope in the 1983 season. And I look it up and he hit 224 with a 316 slugging percentage. So I'm not really sure what I was possibly thinking about. But uh, that was a guy that looms much larger in my mind than in his uh, baseball reference page. Yeah, those are the guys uh, the guys that I can remember their their baseball cards, what they looked like from back then. I was going to ask you what year you really started uh, having much of a memory of the Reds. They, they've kind of always been in my memory, but I don't remember really actually following the team with any seriousness until that 82 team. And, and we're r- roughly the same age, so... Uh, I knew that you had, uh, based on some of our discussions uh, when we were writing the book, I knew that you probably went back a little bit further than I did, um, even though we're the same age. But uh, that 82 team, you just look down this, you know, you got guys like uh, Raphael Landestoy, it probably counts. You know, he had a, a couple decent years, I think, you know, but Raphael oh. Landestoy, that, that's my first one that jumps out as, me, as I'm looking here. Yeah, and no, wasn't he, I think he was a switch hitter and and not really much of one, a hitter from either side of the plate. I just but, remember. I just remember his one of his baseball cards looked like he'd had about twenty schlitz the night before. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had like a little gut, and he was. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. That's what. That's my memory of Raphael Landestoy. Yeah. Plus that great name that was fun to say as a kid. That was fun. That was. There, I uh, I also remember from that team Mike O'Berry, the backup catcher, who's another really fun fun name to say. <laughs> Mike O'Berry, absolutely. Uh, what about Clint Hurdle? We like that guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I got nothing but good memories about Clint Hurdle. A lot of good feelings, and you know he built up such a reservoir of, of really goodwill back in in eighty two and eighty three that that it really just keeps on keeping on through everything else. Absolutely, you know one of the starting uh, outfielders for that team in eighty two, he was a starting outfielder and played one hundred thirty eight games, got almost five hundred plate appearances, but is probably one of the when you talk about obscure former Reds, he's one of the ones that everyone mentions. It's Paul Householder. Yeah, yeah, Householder. <laughs> 592 was, OPS that year. I mean, he was a Reds farmhand, right? I mean, he was a he was a yeah. guy they drafted, a second round pick, and was, you know, he was one of the big guys. He was a switch hitter also. I mean, he made the major leagues when he was 21, and he just never got out of first gear ever. Yeah, he was the guy, and I didn't know anything about baseball back then. So you know, I, but I, I, it's the way you hear people of a certain vintage talk about Brandon Larson. You know, I thought this guy was going to be amazing. I yeah, guess. yeah. He just never was. Um, and back then, you know, we didn't have any kind of a real objective, you know, not that we could discern at age nine or whatever, but there wasn't any kind of objective information or evaluation. There's no baseball prospectus right. or, or you know, there's no place you could go. If if the Reds said Paul Householder was going to be a star and, you know, Hal McCoy wrote it up in the Dayton Daily News, well, then that was what was going to happen as far as I was concerned. Yeah, well, and for me, if they didn't make it onto a baseball card, I'm not, you know, Joe Edelin pitched nine games that year. Yeah, not I true. I don't know that guy. I never heard of him in my life. No, uh, and I and I remember almost all the other guys on here. Yeah, I mean, me too. like, I probably listened to everyone. I, mean, I probably listened to 130 games that year. I bet. Wow. I mean, I have to because I mean, I remember Mike Bittner. Yeah, I'm sorry, Larry, Larry Bittner. Larry Bittner. Larry Bittner and Mike Vale, and I don't remember which one is which, but I remember both of those guys being on the team. Yeah. Wayne Krenchicki at 283 that year. Yeah, now Krenchicki had a good year, and Dwayne Walker, nope, I thought he was good, and he did not have a good year. He had a lot of stolen bases, I bet. No, only nine. No. Milner was good. Eddie Milner. Now, I don't I don't know if I call him an obscure former Red, really, because I think he was actually a pretty decent player for a few years. And, uh, you know, a great defender in center field, had had a lot of a lot of speed, but uh, and, you know, got on base a, a pretty good clip for that team. Yeah. 
I don't think I put him in obscure former Reds uh, either. I mean, he think he had a, he had a decent little career, and uh, he was the first guy ever to give me. I've never been a big autograph guy. I've probably gotten three autographs in my life. He was the first one though, and I was you know a kid, and uh, he signed my glove, and I left my glove out in the rain about a week later, and it it was gone. So that's my Eddie Milner story. Uh, I do have a story of a guy that was not on that team, but I believe if we look, was on the '81 team. I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. He pitched for the Reds from 78 to 81 and actually was a decent player. Actually made the all-star team as a 23-year-old in 79 for the Reds. But, but Michael Lacoste, you remember Michael Lacoste? I remember Michael Lacoste's uh, baseball card. He, he was a, a redheaded fellow, right? He was, and, and his baseball card is actually why I wanted to mention him because when I think of obscure former Reds, you don't ordinarily think of a guy that uh, made an all-star team and pitched – Gosh, he pitched 14 years in the big leagues, parts of 14 years, so you know a good career. But he had this uh, this baseball card, and he I'm trying to think how to put this delicately. He had a uh, a unique look. Um, he looked like Ronald McDonald without the makeup, <laughs> kinda. And I had a uh, we had a in the in the, the 81 card, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It must have been the 81 card, or maybe maybe 82. Well, I don't know. I don't remember which one I'm thinking of. I think it was actually he had a 1983 tops card with the Reds. I think it was 83 tops. It couldn't have been. He went with the Reds then. No, he was a. that's an Astros card. I'm looking at it here. Oh, it might have been an I think it was an Astros card, actually, now that I think about it. Um, he'd already moved to the Astros. Anyway, my story is that I uh, – I'm trying to look it up here as, as I talk. <laughs> uh, I, the story is that I had a cousin who was, you know, probably five or six – uh, no, it was the 84 tops card. I'm looking at it now. It was the 84 tops card with the Astros, but I had a cousin who, uh, you know, he couldn't have been more than like five. And every time he'd come to visit my brother and I, we would pull out this Mike Lacoste card and it terrified him. <laughs> he screamed. He was terrified of Mike Lacoste. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very angry looking in his, in the, the inset picture on I, that 84 tops card. I don't know what it is about, uh, about Mike Lacoste in that particular regard, but it just terrified that guy. And I still tell, talk to that, uh, I'm close to that cousin still, and we talk about that occasionally. I had another cousin that was terrified of a, an incredible Hulk doll that my, my brother had. My mom would make us put it up whenever he came over. <laughs> I don't even want to yeah, try to know. begin to understand what was going on around there. I don't know, but this is, uh, this is childhood with uh, Chad Dotson. So anyway, Mike Lacoste. Um, let's move to it like a more recent vintage team. We'll kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, let's pull up the uh, 2000 and it's not that recent. Let's look at the 2006 Reds. Oh boy. <laughs> because that's kind of, we talked about the early eighties being peak obscure former Reds. seems to me like the two uh, thousands kind of would uh, rival yeah. in our, in our lifetimes. They, they were grinding through, you know, 25 mediocre pitchers every season. Oh my gosh. What about this guy, Andy Abad? That's that's a real guy. Well, and he's always the guy that be at the, like you know the the front of the the, the uh, sporting news baseball preview right. due to alphabetization. Oh my goodness, the Reds used fifty four had fifty four players get plate appearances that year. Yikes! Mike Burns? No, I think it's, it's a guy named I think Mike Boo Burns. Burns. I think it's Boo Burns. <laughs> oh man. Oh, the legendary they're not Esteban saying Yon. Boo, they're saying Majeski. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, was Majeski on that team? Majeski was. That was the year of the big Majeski trade. That was, it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that did, was the year. How did we not trade away Quentin McCracken in that deal? I like Quentin McCracken. You like his name. I do. And, and I had a guy, uh, a buddy of mine in law school named Quentin, who uh, I, I think they reminded me of each other. I'm not sure. Yeah, and he got. Incidentally, this is a strange coincidence. That same guy that you went to school with, named Quentin, got about six uh, at bats for the nineteen ninety seven Reds. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, gosh, this is the team to look at. The two thousand six. Oh man, they are all over the place. Dwayne Wise seems like oh Dwayne Wise like started out really well that year, and uh, everybody thought he was really good or something. And then I'd have to look at his game log, and I'm not not willing to put that much effort into this. Tony Wom. That's the, the Tony Womack season. Tony Womack. Or the Tony Womack month. <laughs> right. Tony Womack. That's right. And then the 25-year-old Brandon Phillips. Wow. What a mob of players they had. Yeah, there's Royce uh, Clayton from that deal. David. That was David Ross's team. Yep. Brendan Harris. I have no memory of Brendan Harris. 11 plate appearances. 
No. Wow. What was the guy who was on the team last year? Brandon Dixon? Brandon Dixon, yes. I think that's the same guy. Just come back in him. Brandon Dixon was the was the first guy ever to be an obscure former Red before he debuted with the Reds. <laughs> yeah, Not sure how he did right. that, but yeah. I think Brandon Brandon Dixon and Brandon Harris were both like utility infielders who also played for the Dodgers. Oh, look at that. You remember more than I do. Cody Ross. I remember him. Oh, they had Cody and David. Were they ever had to put C Ross and D Ross on their jerseys? Yeah, oh man, that's you don't ever want to see that happen. And that was one of Kent Merker's Red seasons. Yeah, Kent Merker. A frequent red. Oh my gosh. Young Matt Bel- Ryan Franklin, pitcher Ryan Franklin, pitched 20 games. Uh, oh, no, he didn't pitch two games. No, that can't be right. Is Ryan Franklin. Let's see here. He, I remember that guy. Yeah. He, yeah. Went, he went five and two, 20 games. He's the guy that went to the Cardinals then and pitched for a really long time. Did pretty well. Made an all star game. Uh, he was a 33 year old this time. Yeah, he, he, he pitched was like 39. And he went on to pitch for the Cardinals? Yeah, well, you know, he found a youth right. over there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I made an all-star team as a 36-year-old. Real Cormier, I saw him give up one or two home runs in Dodger Stadium that, that season. <laughs> yeah, like there's anybody alive that can, couldn't say they saw Real Cormier <laughs> give up a couple of home runs. Get out of here. I think Scott Schoenweiss <laughs> did the same thing Scott. in the same game. They kept trotting out old left-handed relievers, and they kept getting drilled. <laughs> Scott Schoenweiss set the uh, club record for most times his name was misspelled on the back of his uniform, I think. Pretty sure. <laughs> he did, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sun, this this is really a legendary roster. Sun Woo Kim. Sun Woo Kim. Don't, I don't remember him at all. I don't remember him at either. Um, he only played two games. Brian Shackelford, didn't he play for the Reds last year? That sounds right, actually. Yeah, I think you're correct. Kevin Shackelford, maybe. And they had, oh, D- David Williams. That's the guy they traded uh, Sean Casey for. Yeah. Hey, you put me on to the uh, Jim Day podcast, the episode with Sean Casey. Oh, that's a great one. And, and I mean, uh, you know, we did, did a book signing there, and I listened to it on my way home, and just uproarious laughter the whole way. And, and <laughs> he, the thing that hurt him the most was he was hurt that the Reds traded him, but the fact that they traded him for David Williams really just still bothers him to this day. You know? I, I, yeah, I know. And I think I have to admit that I, I was actually really high on David Williams. I had wanted them to get David Williams for some reason for like three years prior to, to the actual tra- time they did. So. Because well, you knew uh, he was going to post that big 7.2 ERA. Yeah, yeah, that was a good season for David Williams. I mean, this was a good team. They had Hatterberg and Aurelia available to play first base. <laughs> right. And playing first base is incredibly hard. Denorfia and Ray Omedo in middle infield. You know, they went 80 and 82 that year. No, that, well, that's because true, they but, went for it. Yeah, they went all in. They did. And traded away, what, uh, Kearns? Felipe Lopez and the relief pitcher that they drafted number one. Ryan Wagner. A couple of years, Ryan Wagner. Yeah. For Majeski. Bill Bray. Bill Bray. Bill Bray, graduate Roy- of the William & Mary Law School. And William & Mary undergrad, correct. Ooh, that's right. And Royce Clayton. And Royce Clayton, the immortal. Royce Clayton. And Put up they, a career-high 290 on-base percentage for the Reds. Probably, I don't know. He completely unexpected Royce Clayton only hitting two thirty five. But there was some fun, you know, a twenty three year old Edwin Encarnacion with an eight thirty one OPS. I mean, that was when I was like, oh. This guy's gonna be real and then it, just, it never happened. He faded away. I don't know whatever happened to him. They had Javier Valentin oh, Javi. and David Ross. It was a pretty good catching core, really. They did. Yeah. Jason LaRue uh hit one ninety four that year. Yeah, that was his, that might have been his last year before he went. No, well, yeah, he went to the Cardinals right. then, and, and uh, five years later, it was uh, when, if you listen, his career was ended immediately and suddenly. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Um, it was Zardo Ramirez. Remember that guy? I remember him. Oh yeah. Now I thought I, he, he had a, he had a time when he was okay, right? Well, he was twenty three that season. Yeah. And it was his second time around. He, you know, he threw a hundred innings of. Uh, just a little bit below league average starts, mostly. I thought yeah. we had somebody there who was going to be okay. At age 23, a season like that, yeah, absolutely. The Reds had a lot of those guys back yeah. then, though, that, that you look at and they're like, no, they're not that old and they're they're not that bad. So you kind of project that they were going to get older and actually become good, and that never re- really happened. Never. Absolutely never. They had a couple guys like that a couple seasons before. Uh, uh, what were those guys' names? Um well, 
Uh, I bet we shoot. Could, I bet we could find it out some way by I'm possibly just, using the interwebs. Uh, I, I got to mention though before we leave the 2006 team, Eric Milton obviously on that team. That's uh, he, another. Yeah, he's not too obscure, um, sadly. He's not, but that's a that's a go to when it comes to uh, oh, the Reds will screw up this free agency. Yeah, yeah. Jose Acevedo is one of the guys I'm thinking of. Yeah, I thought that guy was going to be great. Yeah, you know he came up and he was had a a pretty good season when he was like 25, I think, and like, well, this guy's, you know, this guy's on his way here. Just a thing will break pretty well. And they, they never did. You're right. They never. Brandon Clawson, that was a guy they got from the Yankees that I thought. And he was young yep. and made it to the big league really early. And I thought, that's a guy. Yep. Chris Rietzma. Rietzma. He was that's a, the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Brian, where's an obscure red? Brian Reith. Oh, Brian Reith. Are you on the 2004 team now? I am now, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm oh. 2003, sorry. John Bale. <laughs> Look, John Bale? John Bale threw 46 innings for the 2003 Reds with a with a pretty decent ERA. How do you spell that last name? B-A-L-E. Huh. No mm. memory of that guy. Nope. Jeff Austin. Jeff Austin. Scott Randall. See... These are all people who threw more than 20 innings for the Cincinnati Reds. Josh Hall. Now, I do remember Josh Hall. He, he started a game or two, I think, right? Uh, Josh Hall started five games. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Dan Serafini. Phil Norton. I remember Phil Norton now. What about uh, Josias Menzanillo? He, yeah, well, him, he was around. I remember him being around for a long time. I don't really remember him being on the, on the Reds, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had a great spring one year. And, uh, yeah, you know what happens when you have a great spring? <laughs> you get the starting job. <laughs> the Reds had a guy named Mike Budzinski. Was that the guy who was Sean Casey's, like, college roommate or something? Oh, really? No, I don't. I, I think it is. Yeah, he went to the University of Richmond. Mike Budzinski. Uh, hold seven, on. Seven games, pinch hit seven times, and went 0 for 7, four strikeouts. I, no, I'm pretty sure that's the name of a character in a 1980s era high school uh, comedy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Buddy? <laughs> yeah, but uh, Darnell Stinson was on that team. Yeah, Darnell Stinson. Yeah, rest in peace. Mm. Eric Vallant, 26-year-old. You, you had uh, Ruben Mateo yeah, the in the the uh, failed prospects on the collected by the Reds. Yeah, right, yeah. Add him to the list. Kelly Stinnett. Reggie Taylor. Reggie Taylor played 100 games that year. Yeah, you know, the Reds had a, a – if there's ever a book called Decades with the Worst Position the Whole Time, I, I was going to say the 2000s in center field, but I guess Ken Griffey played there enough. But after Griffey was unable to play center, they had a terrible run of center fielders. Yeah, up until, uh, what, Willie Tavares? Up to and including. Oh, including. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Willie Tavares and <clears throat> Corey Patterson. Oh, my goodness. Reggie well, Taylor. Probably up until Shinsu Chu. Or maybe that's the one bright spot uh, in a in yeah, I guess decade. Josh Hamilton probably played it for a season, I think, more or less in center. But that's brutal. Unlike, you know, for for our entire life up until a certain point, shortstop had always had a a great player. The Reds but, always but, had there was what I think we 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 researched it and the Reds the the starting shortstop for the Reds made an, at least one All Star game as a Red from like 1956 up through maybe up through Felipe Lopez Probably. actually he might have made an All Star game as a Red yeah he did he did make one so that's something Felipe Lopez yeah. on that 03 team yeah there was this I think there was a season after that where it was probably like Paul Yanish playing the whole season. That I, I'm pretty I sure that broke the, broke the chain. Probably did soft Jake. Jim uh, Shambly. <laughs> Shambly. Didn't he? Wasn't he a first baseman for the Yankees in the late seventies? Uh, I think that's Chris Shambliss. Oh, oh, oh! I was confused. Wow, what a team! There are some guys. Now, what was this team's record? Sixty nine and ninety three. That's that's not unexpected. Jose Guillen had a good half year. Jose Guillen had a good half year. And they turned him into a harangue. Yeah. John Bell. I don't remember this guy. Is it Josh Bell? John Bell. That's the guy you were talking about. Oh, John Bell, yeah. I don't don't remember him at all. Remember John Roper? I do remember John Roper, absolutely. Now, he had a good 
Didn't he have a good year, a good uh, rookie year maybe? Yeah, I think so. I remember my, uh, speaking of like odd autographs, my my grandpa uh, came home somewhere. Came, I came home with a, a John Roper autographed baseball card. I have no idea where he got it. Somewhere in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, man. I could only dream. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I assume he really met John Roper because he wouldn't have had his own John Roper card to get autographed. So. Yeah, he was down at the, uh, down at the car lot. Roper was trying to sell him a, car, a used car. What do I have to do to put you into this 1988 uh, LeBaron? I mean, Roper's a weird guy. Look at this guy's career. He's 21 years old, and he gets 15 starts in the major leagues. And he's out of out of the major leagues for good by the age of 24. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand it. I, I thought yeah. that's that's like the original guy that I was like, well, not the original, but one of them. That I was like, this is guy. You know, he's going to be part of this Reds rotation uh, as the Reds are, you know, rebuilding back to uh, a good team in 93, 94, 95. And you're right. What happened? I don't, and I, I mean, I, I guess he was hurt. God, it's man. only that I can guess, but I don't know. I don't remember anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I remember thinking he was really good. I knew he debuted at twenty-one. We, you don't see that anymore. No. He's, there's like there are no. I don't know if there's any pitchers under like twenty-three in the major leagues right now. Wow. I could be wrong on that, and someone can tell us. But someone I thought I heard that too. Yes. It's the beauty of the internet. It is. Can never be wrong. Never. Let's go back to 1989, shall we? A number. 1989, the year before the Reds won the series. And, you know, they just come off four straight second-place finishes. This year they finished fifth in the National League West. It was the year of all the drama surrounding Pete Rose and his banishment. And Tommy Helms became the uh, interim manager and just a bad season overall. But uh, there are some <laughs> there are some classic – Obscure former Reds. Also, a lot of the names that were on the uh, the World Series team. Like I don't, I don't remember Lenny Harris being on that team. I, I wouldn't have guessed that's the year. I knew he had you know an early stint as when he came up as a Red, but I would not have probably pegged it at eighty nine. But he wasn't on the uh, nineteen ninety team at all, was he? Did he play any on the nineteen? I, I don't think he played in the playoffs. Maybe I'm just remember. Oh no, he was with the. No, Dodgers. he was sent to the Dodgers, and that's we're right, going to figure back. out what that trade was. Yeah, he yeah, was it have been maybe, wouldn't have been Mariano Duncan. Uh, it might have been. It was. It yeah. was. It was Lenny Harris and Cal Daniels for oh, Mariano Duncan right. and Tim Leary. Yeah, that's right. Leary was not bad. So how he must have been a free agent to be? Is that free agent? Why he wasn't on the ninety team? Uh, he, no, he's traded in July of eighty nine. Oh, for Hal Morris. Who, who are we talking about? Oh, Leary. I'm t- Leary. The Reds only had him for half oh. a season, and they flipped him for Hal Morris. Is that what it, is that what it is? Yep. I'm pulling it up now here. Okay. There, oh, that's right. That's right. And Hal Morris, who, of course, went on. To, to back uh, up Todd Benzinger on the championship team. Right. Oh, traded with Van Snyder. That's a guy that was definitely going to be mentioned here at some point. Van <laughs> Snyder. That's a classic, obscure former Red. That's great. Van Snyder, I think, was a high draft pick. He was. He was also a bass player from some uh, hair metal band in the 80s. Uh, that was my favorite thing about his career. Um, Van Snyder. Yeah, he was a guy his that middle name is good. His middle name is Voorhees. <laughs> Surely not. Indeed. Is, is the only only Voorhees in Major League history? Surely. Probably so. There's one in hockey. Um, uh, Manny Trio on that team. 38-year-old Manny Trio after a – I mean, he had a good career. Um. I think he made he made an all star team or two with the uh, Pirates, I believe. Uh, Pirates or Phillies? Yeah, let's see here. There was a player named Scotty Madison, spelled with S C O T T I, on this baseball team, who <laughs> the Reds allowed to accumulate 108 plate appearances while batting 173. Wow! At third base. Yeah. Sabo was hurt that year, so uh, was Sabo hurt or was? Oh yeah, because he was a rookie in '88. Yeah. He only played 82 games, so. And that explains why a man named Marty Brown played played uh, 16 games at third base while hitting 167. Yeah, I think Marty Brown got a couple of uh, at-bats with that 90 team because you see him pop up every once in a while with these 90, uh, you know, when they're signing autographs or something. Uh, according to baseball reference, he was on the Orioles in 1990, so he is. Uh... That's what I said. <laughs> I think, no, I think there was, a, I think I think there was Keith, a pitcher. Yeah, There's Keith, a pitcher named Brown on the 90 Keith team, Brown, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Keith Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Eight games, 11 innings. Yeah, he's the guy that pops up. Um, 
That Scotty with a S C O T T I. I've never seen that in my life. I that, I, I think someone. You know how there. Uh, I don't know if you ever learned this in law school, but there's the the famous case about co- trying to copyright the phone book, and the 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 company that published the phone book would put fake entries into the phone book, <laughs> so they would know if somebody had copied it. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. And I think that's what Baseball Reference is doing here <laughs> right. with just Scotty get, Madison. Yeah, just put him in there. Spell it oddly. They just inserted a an <laughs> uh, a completely bogus player into an otherwise legitimate roster in case someone copies the whole batch. That's a, that's really a, a brilliant idea. Scotty Madison. I got, I have no memory of that guy, but, and I'm surprised I'm looking at his uh, page and it doesn't have any nicknames for me. You think uh, one of his nicknames would be Scotty with an I Madison. I'm sure he's been saying that his whole life with an I, no E Scotty Madison. Wow. Played for three teams over parts of five years, 71 total games. Red's legend. That was the end of his career that year. That's it. Um, Skeeter Barnes. Great name. Really great name. That team, uh, did that team have Rick Mailer on it? Uh, did not. Oh, it, no, it did. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, was, he started, uh, he started 30, no, I mean, he started 31 games, but pitched in relief in another nine. Wow. There were a lot of good baseball cards in there. Bob Sebra, Kent DeColvey. Kent DeColvey. Age 42, the Submariner. Peak. Yeah. You know, they only used 17 pitchers that year. It's not a Jack Armstrong's big league debut, I guess. Mike Wrestler, I guess is how you pronounce that. If you say so. Look at that 19-year-old Rosario Rodriguez. Yeah, what? 19 years old. Wow. If you look at his picture, he looks very similar to uh, Jose Iglesias. <laughs> I think he may be Jose Iglesias. Wait a minute. He's 50. He's looking good. He's looking really good. Debut at 19, final game at 21. It's an odd. odd Moonlight Rodriguez. That's right. That's right. All right, so on the 1990 team, they won the World Series, you know? Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, so, so that, and that team, I was this, this is the guy I wanted to mention. Is They had actually two of my favorite obscure Reds, and, and because they're on this team, they're not as obscure as they would be, but – but Rolando Rooms and Herm Winningham were two of my – I loved both of those guys at the time. Yeah, you know, Herm would be an all-time obscure former Red if it had not been for, you know, that bunt that he laid down in the in Game 4 of the World Series. And, you know, uh, he just – he was a part of that team. But uh, not a great player. Fast. Fast. And, and I, I, I don't know how this was in the paper at the time, but I remember I remember the learning that Herm Winningham smoked cigarettes during the games. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I vividly remember that and just being completely shocked. I mean, not just that a professional athlete would do that, but like a guy who was known for his speed. <laughs> right. Just was yeah. puffing away in the, in the tunnel. It's one thing for uh, for what's his name? The manager of the uh, the Tigers and the, the Pirates. Yeah, Jim Leland. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't you know, I'd accept a, a Terry Forster or, or somebody like that. And I wouldn't be surprised or Rick Russell. But uh, but Herm. You know, I just did some Googling, and actually there's a big controversy going on right now in uh, in South Carolina. Wow. I hadn't heard about this. Uh, in Orangeburg, South Carolina, Herm Winningham's son just got caught vaping in the dugout. <laughs> it's really a sad story. Uh, that may or may not be true. I think that's um, false. <laughs> Glenn Sutko. I, I think that's a real name, but. Yeah, he played uh, one had one plate appearance for that team. I wish he'd come along a little later, and then we could have had the uh, classic Brett Tomko, Glenn Sutko battery. Yeah, I mean, he probably pitched to uh, Bob Sebra. Probably pitched to him. That was about, about as good as you can get. That's probably probably it. Billy Bates. This he would have been the king of the obscure former Reds. Five foot one, five plate appearances for the Reds, and then a World well, Series hero. I, he, I believe he's more than five foot one. You know, in, in writing the book, I probably spent about eight hours researching Billy Bates, and not one word of that material made it into the book. But uh, I learned an awful lot about Billy Bates. Billy Bates was a really, really good player at University of Texas. Yeah, like a all time, an all American, all time legend there. Yeah, I mean, and just like hit for power, crazy speed. I mean, I think he still has a lot of records. Uh, offensive records for for that program, which is obviously one of the the most storied in in college uh, baseball. But uh, yeah, his his Reds career is just a blip. 
Yeah, 55 years old now, and he could still outrun me. But I don't know if he can outrun a cheetah. <laughs> well, if, not, if, he, if he throws his hat off. Maybe an aging cheetah. <laughs> the final uh, classic obscure former red from that 1990 team, Gino Mignatelli. Oh. And that's another guy that I think like I'd see his, his – his, you know, his name on the back of the commemorative T-shirt or his uh, his card in the team set, and I have no memory of him actually playing. Oh, he actually got straight off the boat from uh, Sicily and pitched later that afternoon. It was great. <laughs> uh, editor's note, Gino Minatelli is from Delaware. <laughs> okay. Editor's note. Now, I think Rolando Rooms is probably the greatest Jamaican player in Reds history. What about Patrick Ewing? Oh, no, he didn't, he didn't play for the Reds. He did not play for the Reds. Yeah, you know, you may be right. Boy, Rolando Rooms. Uh, he was, he was, I'm like you. I had really high hopes for that guy. It might have just been based on such a cool name. That was like the coolest name I'd ever heard at that time. His baseball reference picture is downright scary, though. He looks uh, like something's up. <laughs> I'm a little terrified. I can't believe he only played, what, parts of three years? Yeah, right. that's... I know that he only hit two home runs for the the nineteen ninety Reds. That also, I feel like I saw him hit four. I think also, may, right? I think I may be confusing him as well with Jerome Walton. Or are they the same guy? They're not the same guy. Jerome Walton. Uh, what was he on ninety one? I don't know, but he was started out with the Cubs. I think he was rookie of the year, right? He was rookie of the year, and then he kind of I don't know if he got hurt or kind of had an off year or two, and then he came back to the Reds. Probably, shit, might have been the ninety five Reds. I wish there was some way we could figure out when he played Possibly. for the Reds. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. He was on the 95 Reds. and oh, a uh, great Reds team. Had a, a 368 on-base percentage and slugged 525 in 100 games. Wow. Let's go he ahead. Really, he really played. Yeah. Let's go ahead and shift over to that 95 team since we're talking about championship-level teams. That's a team that won the uh, National League uh, Central, 85 and 59. Uh, great, great season, a uh, great chapter in the book. That was a fun chapter to write, and I think we decided to write that just because that's a team like, uh, and tell me if I'm misstating it, uh, Chris, but we felt like that's a team we didn't want Reds fans to forget because they were really a, a pretty good team. That was a really fun team, and, and a, just a, a, yeah, a really good team. And I think I think the the way that series against the Braves went, it left such a horrible taste in everyone's mouth that, that – uh, People have kind of forgotten that team. Yeah, it's the only reason Reggie Sanders is not in the Reds Hall of Fame right now. Is that serious? probably right? I think you're right. Yeah, uh, but you know they had some... Nigel Wilson. Uh, if you say so, <laughs> I don't remember Nigel Wilson. Well, there, but there's a couple guys that are definitely in the obscure category who made big contributions for that team because they were just kind of one and done guys. Like, uh, I mean, Darren Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. He played an awful lot and played a really good center field for them, and and I, I'm thinking that was the only season he ever played for the Reds, right? I think so. Yeah, man, no power. It was like a half a season. Yeah, I feel like he was like traded for Deion Sanders like five times or something. <laughs> right, every time they were always included in the trade for some reason. Uh, they get him. They tra- who they trade? Uh, they they like got Burba him maybe with him, or is it a different trade? Yes, it was Burba and Portugal and Lewis. Right for Dion. John Roper, and three other guys. Deion Sanders, the answer to uh, my personal favorite trivia question, who is the only Cincinnati Red ever to host Saturday Night Live? Wow. It wasn't Nigel Wilson, I'm telling you that. Deion Sanders. I would have, wow, I would have probably had a thousand guesses before I got to that one. Yeah, it's true. You could look it up. Uh, You know, Thomas Howard. That was the other guy I was going to talk about. Yeah, that's, that's who I, I, I didn't know if that's who you were thinking of, but I was like, that's a guy that really had a big contribution on that team, had a good season. Yeah, Thomas Howard was a guy um, from real near where I grew up. And the local paper used to have the uh, a feature every Sunday in the sports page, like local boys in the minor leagues kind of a deal. And Howard was a guy who we always watched because he was a number one pick um, out of Ball State, of all things. But um, we, so we, you know, growing up, I kind of watched his progression up through the the Padres system and then into the major leagues. He kind of bounced around a little bit, but I was pretty familiar with him when when he came over to the Reds, and he, he kind of what got, went up and down a little bit for two or three years. Yeah, but he had a good season. I mean, he hit three hundred, 
hit, uh, I don't know, 20 extra base hits in, in 100 and some games. So, I mean, he was a Yeah, mostly a nice pinch hitter, but yeah, yeah, good good piece to that team, absolutely. Um, I, I still can't remember Nigel Wilson. 22-year-old Steve Gibraltar. I'm going to look at his page, and if his nickname is not The Rock, I'm going to be upset. Uh, no, it doesn't uh, have a nickname for him. Stephen Benson Gibraltar. Spells his name S-T-E-P-H-A-N. So maybe As you do. Stefan. Stefan. Might be. Gibraltar. I think he was a high pick by the Reds, too. I think he was a uh, no, sixth rounder, but he, he kind of was. I thought he was supposed to be a guy. Well, he was 22. They called him up. He was supposed to be a guy. Three at-bats as a 22-year-old, two at-bats as a 23-year-old, and that was it. That was it. Yikes. That's more than I got. True. In the big leagues. Man, there are... There are like this team, you know, 24, used 24 pitchers. Uh, John Courtright. Xavier Hernandez. Oh, now that's a classic. That's a classic obscure former Red Xavier. He was a longtime Astro, as I recall. Mm-hmm. How many Xaviers have the Reds had? Uh, it's the only one I can think of. Didn't they have uh, Xavier Nady or Xavier? Some- they had another Xavier. I, I can give you a Xavier Nady anecdote if you'd like. <laughs> By the way, his name is spelled his name is pronounced Egg Xavier. Oh, there you he go. is the only uh, the only one I think. Uh, a couple good Xavier Nady anecdotes. Um, one, I, I, I believe I heard that the, the male Nadys had been known as Xavier something like 500 years uh, in, in succession. So it was a, a very storied name for him. But my personal connection is that my, my wife and I were getting our uh, meeting with the, the priest for our pre-wedding consultation. Uh, Mr. Nady and his fiance were were next up after us in the waiting room. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you all took too long, and, and their marriage just never worked out. <laughs> I said, let him cool his heels out there. <laughs> yeah. Let him think about what he's getting ready to do. Yeah. Um, no, Xavier Nady never played for the Reds, but Xavier Paul did the 2012 Ooh. and 2013 Reds. I knew there was another Xavier or Xavier maybe. Xavier There's Paul. A- there is a player in the major leagues named Xavier Scruggs. I saw I'd a like Netflix be, movie about him. I'd like there to be an entire podcast about that. <laughs> Let's do that. That's next month's Patreon exclusive episode. Wow. Some yeah. good ones there. Let's go. Uh, let's uh, shift forward again. You got a year in like the uh, 2000s you want to look at? Uh, well, it's we looked at uh, 2000. We did 2006 and three and four a little bit. Well, let's go to – why don't we look at one of the, the good teams? Why don't we look at uh, – <laughs> Wait, in, for the Reds? Let's look at 2012. All so right, the 2012. best record the Reds have put up since, what, 19 – probably 78? Was it? They didn't want, you're right. They won 97 games. It was actually the most, the most wins they'd had since 1976. 76. That was the big red machine, Chris. It was. I've heard of that team. Yeah, that, The 2012 Reds, I mean, all joking aside, we're being kind of lighthearted a little bit here. Um, and But that team was, I think, in the mix for I, – I don't remember the Big Red Machine, obviously. But of all the teams I remember, I could make a good argument that was the best team, best Reds team in my lifetime. Yeah, they were stacked. They really were. They didn't get it done in the playoffs, as we well remember. But, uh, wow, looking down through here, some of my favorite obscure former Reds. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that team, it wasn't that they – like. You can't go back and say, well, th- th- at position by position, they're the greatest. But th- what they had was every time a guy got hurt or, or something like that, like every person who stepped up played out of their mind while the other guy was out. Yeah, and relative so, to, the, to the league, I, I felt like they were as good as anybody. And I never remember feeling that as a Reds fan. Yeah. So And Xavier Paul, there he is. Xavier Paul, Dianer Navarro. Oh, classic, great catcher. Hold there was a... Go ahead. Somebody named Mike Costanzo, which I don't remember. T-Bone. You don't remember T-Bone? Oh, is that really his name? <laughs> no, but uh, that's what we called him when he came up uh, at uh, Red Leg Nation because he wanted to be known as uh, as T-Bone, but the other players all called him Coco. That's a Seinfeld reference for you there, Costanza. Uh, T 
T-Bone. Yeah, Mike Costanza. Wow. Distinguished himself with an 056 batting average in 17 games. One for 18. That'll do it. But, you know, as they say, those 17 outs he made, he made them all in the major leagues. Dennis Phipps? That's a part, That's a player? Yeah, wasn't he like, I'm going to look him up here before I say, it seems like he was from like Curacao or somewhere. And he was, he's Dominican. Oh, okay, San Pedro de Macris, I see that, yeah. But I never played before or after. No, but I thought Went he, three for ten. There you go. He's got a, wrapped it up with a 3,000, or 300 average and a, <laughs> over 1,000 OPS. See, I remembered him as like a big home run guy in the minor leagues, and he really wasn't. I mean, he had 17 one year. But, uh, huh. Dennis Phipps, I do remember him. But look uh, right below him. This is this is an all-time obscure former Reds. Right below yeah, him. Oh, Chris Negron. Oh, my Christopher, goodness. if you will. Christopher Negron. With a K. Four, yeah. Four games. Man, you know, I put him in that batch of, like, Chris Valeca and, uh, uh, well, Alex Blandino probably. And what was the guy? Uh, the guy who ended up having a pretty long career, who who ran around the bases on home run home run trots at like fourteen yeah, seconds. Adam Rosales. Yes, yeah, thank that you. Guy. Yeah, he ended up having a good career. It's yeah, the same kind of guy, just sort of a backup guy out everywhere. There's also on this team uh, a Henry Rodriguez, but not the Henry Rodriguez who played several years in the major leagues. Right. This is the, Henry the o, Rodriguez, not though. O Henry. <laughs> right. But the other Henry Rodriguez. That reminds me, we were looking back at the 95 Reds a minute ago, and they had uh, Brian Hunter on that team. But you remember his unfortunate nickname at the time? <laughs> I, I'm going to guess <laughs> that this was uh, small Brian Hunter. <laughs> no, I think no? Uh, no, he was fat Brian Hunter. There was a good I, Brian Hunter that played for the Braves, I guess. I think both – no, the, the fat Brian Hunter was a Brave. Well, they both played for the Braves eventually. Oh, we had I think the, they both played for the Reds. Oh, we didn't have the fat one then. Or we, did, had we had them both. I think we had both, yeah. There you go. See, look at that. Uh, big, big Brian was on the Reds in 94 and 95. Big Brian. And uh, Little Brian was on the Reds in 2000. Speedy Brian. I remember Brian, Big Brian Hunter's uh, game-worn jersey was – in the uh, on the rack at the first ever Reds Fest uh, memorabilia sale, yeah. I'm sure that got snapped up quickly. Well, I, I looked, I'm like, ooh, and then I looked at, it, I'm like, this this will fit me, and then uh, <laughs> and and then it was like 280 bucks, and I was like, that that no jokes that worth that much. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, if we could get any guest on the podcast, wouldn't you put Mike Costanzo up there with any of them? I don't. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's a possible get. Todd Redmond. Todd Redmond. I think he was uh, maybe like an original Marlin. Does that sound right? No, nope, that's completely wrong. Is it, it seems like he, should he be was right. a rookie in 2012. Maybe Mike Redmond. Oh yeah, probably. That team also had uh, what someone on the Twitter cleverly called um, Jonathan Broxton called him the Big Fifty. <laughs> War number fifty. <laughs> Wasn't was there like, a? Uh, was that the year that Broxton was was traded over to the Reds? Uh, must have been. That must have been the year. Like big acquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and wasn't there a a, a Jonathan Broxton uh, parody account on Twitter that caused all sorts of mischief? Oh my goodness, it was hilarious. I had completely forgotten about that. Old Broxton or old Broxy or something <laughs> crazy like that. It was. Let's <laughs> see. Traded uh, by the Royals to the Reds in July of 2012 for Juan Carlos Soberon and Donnie Joseph. Wow, that's one they'll regret. Then the Reds uh, signed him at the end of the year to a free agent contract and traded him just under two years later for Kevin Shackelford. He's back again. And here's a, Barrett Aston. There's a guy on this roster here that I just I, I, I just can't remember this guy ever playing for the Reds. This is Sean Marshall. <laughs> yeah, you may not remember him. He was actually on the roster for a long time, but he, he never actually made it into uniform very often. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he was a character in a in a short story by John Fay. Yes, I think he was right. Yes, yeah. Sean, Mar- Sean Marshall is throwing on the side. <laughs> right. Oh, another setback. <laughs> That's what it's called. Another setback. Yeah. Every uh, end of every chapter that was a cliffhanger. Oh, another setback. Girl. <laughs> Jose Arredondo. Fun to say. That was a fine year from Logan Andrusic. And and JJ Hoover, like that was a year. You look at all these guys, and and they, you know, they may have not ended their Reds tenure 
real well, but but they had a good years. Andrusik and and Hoover were good pitchers on a good team. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's you know I defended JJ Hoover for far too long, um, basically because he was so good that year, and he had you know he I don't know, he was twenty four, striking everybody out. Yeah, and I and I think to be clear, we we both defend JJ Hoover as a as a person and an athlete and, and doing the best he could ever do. It's just uh, defending his on-field performance was not something we could do for, uh, you know, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Stand-up guy, but he just absolutely went off the deep end in terms of his performance. So it's funny to me on these great teams, you still, there's so many obscure former Reds, you know, you're not just looking at the bad teams. Uh, what about the first, uh, let's go to the 2015, the first of these 90 loss seasons for the Reds. Gotta be a ton of them there, right? I would think so. I, up. The primary yeah. starting catcher, Brian Pena. Good person. Good I, person. I, I barely, I barely remember him. No, I, I remember him. I, because I, I actually didn't like him and he had, he had a pretty good year relative to the rest of the team. Oh yeah. Uh, Marlon bird is a guy that if you ask people to name reds, left fielders, he would not be in your top 100. He was the guy the reds had a chance to trade for a couple years earlier to pick up maybe on waivers or something. Yeah, in, in uh, 2014, I think. Yeah, and then they got him later when he was bad, 237 average. Yeah, he's he's bad. Jason Bourgeois. <laughs> oh, I never forget his big fan uh, section out in the right behind the in the the moon deck out there, the bourgeoisie. Oh man, <laughs> he was, the thing about this team is they weren't. I mean, they weren't even trying. They had they had the grit of Skip Schumacher at age 35. They had Jason Bourgeois running around with age thirty three. They had their big signing was Brennan Bosch, Besh, whoever you said his name, <laughs> yeah. thirty year old kind of journeyman guy. I mean, it wasn't even like they were breaking in new oh, talent. Man. It was just Chris filling out the rosters. It really was. I mean, really, just we got to have twenty five guys. Burke Badenhop. <laughs> now that's an all timer. Burke Badenhop. What about uh, Steve Holt? No, Tyler Holt. <laughs> Steve Holt. That's a there's, Arrested Development reference for those of you there's out There's a guy named Ryan Matthews that pitched 55 innings, 57 games for the Reds. Are you sure it's Matthews? Well, I don't know how to say it. I mean, Matthews. M-A-T-T-H-E-U-S. I, that's another one of those fake ones. Yeah, yeah. Matt House. Matt Hoos. Matthias. Yeah. I don't know. Man, he pitched 57 games. He's also not from Curacao. Dude, this was just 2015. <laughs> three years ago, four years ago. Kiva Sanson. Oh, man. No, that was a guy, 24 yeah. years old. Hey, look at this guy. Right. This season's pretty lousy, but he's, you know, striking out seven guys every nine innings. We've got something here. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Axelrod, he was host of one of these uh, Lumberjack shows on A&E. Uh, are you sure? I think he hosted Saturday Night Live. Oh, I think you might be right. It might have been Dylan Axelrod. Um, uh, Jason Marquis. He chose us. He chose us. Was it? He came here. What was that? What it was? What was it? It was the, you know, if you haven't seen it, go look up the Jason Marquis. It was when he went to the nationals. It might've been the early in the, it was yeah. certainly early in the nationals. It was like a, what you call a hype video. I think these days for the season, they were trying to get people excited for the year. And, uh, Jason Marquis, he, it was either he chose us or he came here. You're right. It was something like that. David Holmberg, like a six twelve lefty. I remember him. He's 23 years old. That's a guy that, I don't know, thought could be a guy. Now, here's one I don't remember. Colin Ballister? I do not remember that. I mean, I, I remember him. I don't remember him pitching for the Reds, but I remember his four-episode arc on Friends in the mid-'90s. But <laughs> Colin Ballister? No, I don't. Uh, I, it was four years ago. He pitched 15 games. We watched every one of those games. I bet we watched at least 12 or 13 of those games. I mean, there are guys I remember. I remember Manny Parra. Sure. I remember John Lamb. Looked like one of the Duke boys. <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, man. That, I, I, they really should have brought the uh, bullpen cart back and let him slide over the, <laughs> the hood of the bullpen cart onto the mound. I, I remember uh, Jumbo Diaz, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I remember Donovan, most of these guys. Donovan Hand? One game, three innings though, three like, three scoreless innings, three strikeouts. What? Poor Donovan. You're right, man. 
Donovan Hand. I'm really, I'm not sure that he actually exists. Did he play anywhere else? Let's see. His picture is with the Reds, so probably got not. A game with the Brewers at some point in his career. Yeah, he he actually had 30, 31 games with the Brewers in 2013. Then one appearance with the Reds in 2015. That was it. Solid beard, though, on Donovan Hand, if you look at his picture. Give him credit <laughs> for that. Um, wow. Burke Badenhop. Burke Badenhop may be the obscure former Reds MVP of all time. Well, that's the Kevin Gregg season? Every time Kevin Gregg's name comes up, I put him in my mind as uh, uh, Kevin Quackenbush. Because I, 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 th- I think Kevin Gregg went into witness protection and made it all the way back to the big leagues as Kevin Quackenbush. My story about Quackenbush is, my son reminded me this when we were at Great American Ballpark just last weekend. Early in the season, he came in the game and uh, he gave up like a thousand runs, give or take. And a guy one section over from us stood up the whole time with his Bud Light in his hand, screaming after every pitch, Fear the mighty Quackenbush! <laughs> My son will never forget that. <laughs> Drunk guy. Uh, Fear the mighty Quackenbush. Oh, man, Quacky. Quacky uh, pitched this year in the uh, AAA for the Dodgers, according to baseball reference. He is still active. Wow. That's impressive. One more team than we... You know, his nickname is Quack, by the way, not Quacky. <laughs> Obviously. Come on, Kevin Quackenbush. Oh, bless his heart. Pick one more team for us to. Uh, <laughs> this has been more fun than even I anticipated. To be honest with you, pick one more. Uh, one more team for us to to look at. Let's we'll let's do ninety nine. Ninety nine. Uh, every one of every, everyone's favorite team that was alive during that area, um, or at least most people's favorite team. That was a great uh, fun team. Uh, the one year of Mike Cameron, Greg Vaughn was just unbelievable. Man, that was a good team. It was a good team, and there really aren't – they didn't go through many players. I'm yeah. looking at the roster. There's only 18 position players appeared for them all year, so it's not going to be real a deep pond for obscure Reds here. Right. Now, there were there were 17 pitchers. That's not that many either. When we looked at some yeah. of these other – you're right. Now, yeah, they, so, they had uh, Chris Steins. They had Steins. They did not have Nunnally. Did not they usually go Nunnally. together. Right. They always go together in my mind. Yeah, now that I, I you uh, you would have fooled me if you if you'd uh, asked me to tell you that Mark Lewis was back for a second tour of duty as a Red. Yeah, Mark Lewis, the big uh, grand slam in the in the playoffs, I guess in '95, right? Yeah, yeah, pride of Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, and uh, really a pretty good player, a pretty good career. But I didn't remember him being on that team, being back with the Reds. Yeah, well, he looked like he only made twenty at bats or nineteen at bats. He went two for nineteen, so he probably. Oh, that's I'm sorry, that's the next year. Yeah, yeah, Mark Lewis had uh, hit 184 at bats, and you know, not a great season to hit six home runs, 16 doubles. Yeah, I mean, you look at that; they've got. I mean, they basically they have their roster, they have their bench players, and they got a couple rookies who who got a, a at batter here. There really aren't any obscure Reds on that team. I, I would have certainly bet that Hal Morris wasn't on that team. No, right? Yeah, he was back. That was a return, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking at the outfielders on that team. That has got to be among the five best. I mean, talk about all five. Take the top five outfielders for any team. Greg Vaughn, Mike Cameron, Michael Tucker, Dimitri Young, and Jeffrey Hammonds. I mean, that's a pretty good group. Those guys could all play. Yeah, yeah. They could all hit anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tucker's the only one that was uh, below average with the bat that year. But uh, he had a good career. I mean, that's a pretty good, yeah. a pretty good group. I don't remember catcher Brian Johnson. I don't either, but I mean, it's a little unfair to talk about to, to throw too many catchers in the obscure former true category. I, I do. I feel like Brian Johnson is one of those guys where somewhere along the line took out a full page ad to say to say thank you to fans. And I don't know if it was the Giants when he came to the Reds. I, I doubt he would have done that after, you know, playing 40 games as a backup catcher for the Reds. But I feel like he was one of those kind of guys who. Took out the full page ad in the paper. Thank you, fans, for your support. Kind of a guy. That's always a solid move. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. That's always a big time. I'd do that if I were in the big leagues. I'd do it everywhere I went. Even if I, you know, just got traded after you know ten games or something. Take out a full yeah, page I, ad. I'd have the like. What I would do is make half the page a big picture of my face. You could cut out and make a mask, <laughs> right. and then the other half would be the the goodbye note. Now you're saying that, and you're joking about it, as if you don't already do that. <laughs> 
You take out an ad late October every year. Oh, Gookie Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, he was the uh, the next big thing. I talked to Gookie Dawkins last year. He was managing uh, rookie league uh, Greenville Reds. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah, is he still doing that. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if he is this year or not. I've not made it over to Greenville this year. Kerry Robinson that year. He was uh, another really fast guy, I think. Yeah, had a career with the Cardinals for a while. Um, look at the pitching staff. Oh, Steve Avery. Remember those great Braves rotations? The one guy that really didn't pan out with them, although he had some good yeah. years. Not great with the Reds. Yeah. That, go ahead. Now, I was going to say, here's the guy that's on this team. This is who I was thinking of when you said the John Bale or whatever earlier. Oh, I was thinking oh, of Jason, Jason Beret. Yeah, Jason Beret. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess if, if you'd say it was Jason Beret ever read, I might have said yes, but uh, – he didn't. He didn't really do a whole lot for them. I don't think. Now Juan Guzman, that was the guy they they traded for in the middle mm-hmm. of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. Gave up B.J. Ryan and. That's right. That's right. He had a good career with Toronto, and then he was with Baltimore, right? Yeah. Um, and did well down the stretch. For the Reds, uh, really helped uh, put him into position. Um. Now my favorite thing about Jason Barry to go back to him was that uh, Prince wrote a song about him. You know, you remember that. <laughs> Purple Rain? Yeah, I think that's the exact one I'm thinking of, absolutely. <laughs> this is a this 99 team is a classic list of Reds pitchers who, you know, had some pretty good times. But none of them you really put into, you know, a guy that you would think would be on a team that has a chance to be in the playoffs. You know, Pete Harnish was partly the ace, I guess, and had a really good year that year. But, you know, Pete Harnish was not ever a superstar. Oh, man, that was a pretty good season for him. No, he he really did have remember. a good season. Yeah, that's a... he really was good. And, yeah, uh, the uh, I mean, this is it's funny. This is the one roster that really doesn't have any obscure guys. Like if you yeah, if you gave us pen and paper and said write down, you know, the the top thirty guys off the nineteen ninety nine Reds, I bet we'd get pretty close. Oh, I'm even going to get John Hudek. So Hudek was the guy who they uh, he he crapped out the first week of the season and they traded him for Mark Wollers. You remember that? Oh, that's right. Mark Wollers, who was the uh, he was the Braves pitcher who got uh, Steve Blast disease or whatever. Yeah, or or yeah, and he spent that whole he didn't pitch at all for the Reds that year. Right. Yeah. And he sat out. And he came back in in two thousand and did you know pretty decent for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dennis Reyes was on that team. Maybe the best nickname in Reds history. You remember his nickname? Uh, and I had something to do with food. I'm sure. Dennis Reyes, the big sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's his real nickname. That's what they called him. I'm not making that up. Who, who is the guy on the Reds? The uh, the really really small left-handed pitcher they had, left-handed reliever who threw like just curveballs. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like they got him from the A's, maybe in in one of those uh, harangue trades or something. I can see him. I can see him. What was that guy's name? Uh, we're going to have to probably end here without coming up with that, and that's going to kill me. I'll end up searching all night. Tune in next time for the answer to today's trivia question. It wasn't Ron Vallone. That's who, uh, this guy was. I remember the guy you're talking about. Ron Vallone had a good nickname, didn't he? He had like a like called it Big Train or something like that. Uh, probably. I called him the Big Vallone. No, I really didn't. Steve Paris, that was a guy that. Look at his numbers. Yeah. They were insane. Yeah. Man, that was a fun team. You're right. You look up and down that roster, and there are very few. Like, I remember, you know, there are fewer obscure former Reds on that team than on the 2015 team. Yeah. I mean, Mark Sweeney, like, he only had the one year as a Red, but he was a... Oh, man. Like, a really, really good pinch hitter for them. Like, really good. Sweet swinging left-hander, as I remember. Oh, yeah. And probably the best uh, main native ever to play for the Reds. I'm going to put my money on, on Mark Sweeney there. Wow. Yeah, certainly offensively, there's nobody I don't remember. I remember every one of these guys. Yeah. Except for uh, Reese. Calvin Reese. I don't remember him. Calvin Reese. Uh, I don't know. Check out his, his nickname. Maybe a better jar it. Oh, that's right. Pokey. That's right. Pokey Reese. Not my favorite red, but that was his. that had to be his best year as a red. Pokey Reese. Remember the year? What was the year that he was the? It might have been that year. He was the starting shortstop on opening day and made three errors. I don't think it was that year because Larkin played 161 games. So, it... yeah, you, you think the only game Larkin didn't play was when Pokey restarted for him on opening day? <laughs> yeah, probably not. I, no, I think not. <laughs> Maybe 01. Maybe 01. 
Um, but Pokey Reese, now he could field. He never could really hit, but uh, that was probably, let's see, in terms of wins above replacement, that was his high. Whoa, four wins above replacement that year. Yeah, Pokey, I mean. Pokey Reese. Who knows how the the defensive adjustments right. and everything, but but he had a three thirty on base. I mean, that's wow, it's a twenty six year old legit. I I knew he was good that year, or better than he'd been, or than I expected him to be, because you know he played one hundred twenty eight games as a twenty four year old, and he was really really bad, forty nine OPS plus. But uh, wow, four wins above replacement, and he's uh, one of the classic uh, baseball reference pictures with his hat slightly askew. <laughs> Quite a skew. <laughs> it is. All right. That's uh, probably... By the way, it was 1998 opening day where Pokey Reese made not three but four errors. Oh, my goodness. Oh, let's wish that were a little bit more obscure, that factoid. <laughs> is, he, end, he ended the day with a uh, 200 fielding percentage. That's not great. Not great, Bob. Yeah, that sounds like, uh, like my Little League fielding percentage for my entire career. <laughs> So Chris and I talked, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, I don't know, sometime recently about, hey, let's, this might be fun to just come on and talk about these obscure former Reds. And I don't know if it was fun for you guys, but Chris, I, I, you know, I, it was fun for me. It was fun for me. They may all have been sitting there looking at their uh, phone saying, how much longer are they going to do this? Right. Get to the point. Get to the fireworks factory. <laughs> I, I think the point, though, is that, you know, if you're a Patreon uh, you know, supporter, of the podcast, you're probably a pretty obsessed Reds fan, uh, like we have been for most of our lives. And I don't know, sometimes it's, you know, it's baseball supposed to be fun. We always say, and, you know, I thought it might be a good t- idea to go back and look at some of these names. And I'm sure some of you all have your own memories of these guys and, uh, they do all jog some, uh, some good memories. So Chris, thanks for this little romp. It's sort of an irreverent romp through recent Reds history. It's a great time. <laughs> was well, a great time. All right, uh, that'll be all for uh, for now. I'm not going to tell you where to subscribe because you're already a subscriber if you're uh, supporting the podcast on Patreon, but I will say thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.